across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Well, good to hear from you this morning. You know the number, of course, 086-000-2032. Plenty of issues going on around VIP and all of the other issues as well this morning. Well, astronomers say that they've now been able to observe time dilation in the early universe and as what they describe as the early universe, and that events appear to happen five times slower when the universe was only a tenth of its age. What exactly does all of this mean? Professor Le Retordi Liu is a professor in the Department of Physics and Astronomy at the University of the Western Cape. Professor Liu, good morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen. All right. Firstly, what is time? You're going to have to, we're going to have to use small words here because I'm, I'm confused by this. What is time dilation? Time um, dilation um, means time has dilated or stretched a bit um, or simply has slowed down. Okay, so in other words, time, so one second, two second, three second, four second in our current universe could once have been one second, two second, three second. Would that be right? Yes, that is right. And um, there are two parts to it in that um, one um, part is time as it's happening, um, you know, at the event, um, let's say a galaxy really far, and then time as perceived um, where the observer is. Um, So... uh, That just needs to be uh, borne in mind. And there is a similar... Um, thing that we observe here uh, daily on Earth, um, which we call a Doppler shift. And this is um, it's, um, related to sound, the one that happens here on Earth. Say an ambulance is moving away from you, you'll hear it um, at a slower pitch than when it's coming mm-hmm. to you, because in that case, the sound is being stretched. Um, so it's a similar uh, thing with the light being stretched in this case. So it's like a Formula One racing car going past you. It goes, it's like that. It's that sound, right? Okay. Exactly. So, all right. So, exactly. so time does that. How do we know that time was doing that in a different way so many years ago? So in this case, um, we have evidence that the universe is expanding, and then we um, are watching these um, galaxies that we know flash or uh, change their brightness. Um, We um, observe a certain um, time in how they change these brightnesses. And then if you can, when you do the analysis and assume that uh, the universe isn't um, that the universe isn't stretching and that these galaxies are at a particular distance. Um, the analysis based, at them with, uh, based on them being at these very, very far uh, distances is completely different um, if you assumed that they were not at these different uh, distances. Um, so because um, when we do this analysis, um, the result is consistent with these galaxies being far away. Um, we conclude that um, that the, the 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 differences in the times of the flashes 
is due to this distance, uh, if you know what I mean. So does that mean that someone, so we're looking at galaxies very far away. If those galaxies are looking at us, will they also see time dilation here on Earth? Yes, yes. Um, This is a a great way of of thinking about it indeed. Yes, because it has to do with distance and, um, and the time that light has taken over that distance, yes. Okay, so um, this was all predicted by Albert Einstein. Well, I mean, of course it was, but but how on earth did he know? How was it possible for he or anyone else, because I know other people would have worked on it, how could people have predicted there would be time dilation like this? Uh-huh. So um, Einstein uh, predicted it in the theory of relativity, which has to do with a theory of things um, moving at the speed of light. Um, so the mechanics of the universe changes a little bit when things move uh, at the speed of light. And it, it's, it's when things move at the speed of uh, light, then light travel time comes into effect as well. Uh, like you described uh, the formula uh, one races. Um, that in that case, um, the speed of the sound is comparable to the speed of the car, the effect you can start to feel. Now, in this case, when things are either moving at speed of light or really big, big distances, then the effects of light come into play. Okay. So then the fact that we talk about the universe time dilation in the early universe, so billions of years ago, is that just a function that we can only observe what happened in the early universe because those stars are so far away? So is it a function of age or is it a function of distance it's both i mean um because you know um age and uh time are coupled when you really think about the universe you think about you know the edge of the universe or as you were saying earlier on um that you know what we call the earlier uh, universe the early universe uh, this early universe um is because of the expansion is at some far distant uh, distance away, um, so time and distance and distance are coupled when we think about the universe because of the expansion. You know, the in other words, things that are really near to us here are the current universe, and things that are very far are the early universe. Time and distance are coupled. Okay. So okay. All right, I think I understand that. Now, there's another question around the nature of time, which is quite complicated. And as I understand it, this research was done in quasars because they had to basically look for a sort of ticking clock there. You had to find something that you could use as a base for time. Have I understood that correctly? Like, uh, my phone tells me the time, but it only tells me the time because it's linked to a network, which is linked to another network, which is linked to an atomic clock somewhere in New Mexico that makes sure everything's on the same time. When you do a survey like this, you also need to make sure everything's running on the same time. How do you do that? Yes, this is uh, exactly uh, correct. Um, So the... It's the quasar's variability. They, they, they change in brightness uh, going up and down. So what you do is you just um, measure this change in the brightness. And the time part is um, the time of that change in the brightness. Um, so if, say, the brightness is just going, um, you know, it's changing every second, you would say, um, you know, you, uh, you, you can measure and understand that quite well. 
and you then say, uh, let's consider this brightness changing when these quasars are, we are sitting at the quasar, and if these quasars are very, very distant. Um, so in this case, the, uh, you know, what we, uh, the, the conclusions from the results are quite different if we are measuring this, um, you know, this brightness change at the, at the rest frame of the quasar or um, you know, at some distant uh, far away. Uh, so the, this particular result is actually important in two ways, in both measuring the time dilation and also important in better understanding the, the properties of these galaxies and quasars. Um, now that this change is, makes sense both for uh, both in terms of um, this time dilation, we know that the theory of Einstein applies to them, and we also know that uh, the properties, as we understand them uh, for these quasars, are also you know, uh, con consistent. We don't need to come up with new theories of uh, these, how these quasars are or of uh, Einstein's uh, theory of relativity. Professor, I really appreciate the explanation. I think I get it, although my head's going to be exploding around this for the rest of the day. Thank you. Professor Leratori Liu is a professor in the Department of Physics and Astronomy at the University of the West in Cape. Fascinating. What is time?